Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. For the cheeseheads who want it fresh... And the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. They pulled it up. Yeah. They absolutely did. So let's dive right in. I mean, we have a really short week. We got a quick turnaround on Thursday night. Um, I think initially we were all hanging out pregame. Saw the reports that Jair was out, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones. <laughs> And it felt it felt a little bleak. Like that's not the supporting cast that you want for a young quarterback making his debut at Lambeau Field. And for three quarters, it really seemed like those were pieces that were missing. Um, but the Packers pulled it off. So let's uh, let's talk about some impressions from the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely um, probably one of the more inconsistent days that we've seen. Um, a lot of I know PFF and a few other stats only attributed like four drops on the season or something to Packers receivers. I felt like there were four drops in this game. In the half. Um, yeah, in a half. Like it was, they kept shooting themselves in the foot. There were a ton of penalties. I felt like every time, at least in the first half, every time they would get some kind of forward progress, they'd make it to midfield or they'd make it to like in the forties of the Saints territory something would happen and not not that the saints would do anything to the packers the packers would do something to the packers <laughs> and they would get backed up um out of field goal range so it was incredibly an incredibly frustrating first half to watch 
Um, the run game never really got going, uh, except for the one amazing, fun 11-yarder from Keyshawn Nixon on offense. Love to it more, but just like a lot of ups and downs. Um, obviously, Jordan Love was only 50% completion percentage on the day, 22 of 44, which is not what you love to see. I think that completion percentage is a little bit of a skewed stat. It's kind of like QB wins. It's like there's a lot that goes into that that has nothing to do with the quarterback. Um, but the offense also had some really lovely moments. And I think in the end, it was Jordan Love and the offense resiliency that won them this game. Um, now we'll talk about the defense and, you know, they did an amazing job holding the Saints to only 10 points and giving the the Packers offense the opportunity to go and win this. But it was kind of Jordan Love throwing the team on his back in the fourth quarter and just saying, yeah, we're not walking out of here without a win. So a lot of things on tape that I'm sure they're going to want to discuss. And I think you and I can look at some of, I have a few plays in mind that Jordan definitely is going to be like, I want that ball back. Um, right. The, the deep ball, Luke Musgrave, the fourth and two to Patrick Taylor being top two. So the one thing I have, and I, I would love your thoughts on this too, is inconsistencies, fine. Completion percentage, fine. None of it super worries me. The run game worries me. <laughs> We're going to get Aaron Jones back, but like that doesn't change the fact that they couldn't get anything going on the ground. And this has now been kind of three weeks in a row where if Aaron Jones isn't playing, there literally is no run game. So that's the only thing that I'm like, against the Lions, we better see some more yards on the ground. Yeah. Um, shout out to our friend Dusty Evely who joined us uh, for the game. It was great to watch with him and get his thoughts live. Um, but one of the things that we talked about while we were like in the stands was this idea that, you know, we said that there would be growing pains on offense. What of this offensive performance do you attribute to growing pains? And what are, you know, what what's attributed to Jordan Love not having his entire left side of his line and right. two of his best playmakers? So that's kind of a really interesting conversation too, because we haven't yet seen this Packers offense at what is supposed to be full strength. We might see that on Thursday. We'll talk about it when we do our Lions preview, but getting glimpses. And it's been fun, right, to see like Dontavian Wicks has had a couple really good weeks strung together. Romeo Dobbs looks like he could be a wide receiver one. Um, Luke Musgrave obviously getting a ton of opportunities. Jaden Reed. So there's a lot of fun things to like on this offense, but absolutely it's kind of hard to tell like is it the rookie growing pains and like the missed connections, guys not being on the same page. Or, you know, is there more to it? Um, the run game, yeah. though, absolutely a problem. And I think, you know, you look at, I, w- I was thinking about this, A.J. Dillon's stats, 11 attempts for 33 yards, three-yard average. But if you take away the one 14-yarder that he had, that means that he ran 10 times for 19 yards. That's a 1.9-yard average outside of the one 14-yarder. That, yeah, right. that can't happen. You you just can't do that. And Andy Herman, a bunch of guys broke down, you know, videos of it, even live, like at the stadium, you could see where the hole was. And I don't know if it's yes. a vision issue or, you know, if things are closing too quickly because he's not a speed back, right? There's some holes he's not going to hit like Aaron Jones can, but it's a concern. It's a big concern. There were a few. And if like you and I can see them with our naked eye, from the stands from row 45 right from row 45 like that you should be able to hit that hole when you're on the ground um I'm so glad you brought up the kind of the balance between is this injuries versus growing pains and I do want to say I think that there are certain moments where 
you know, Samori Torre had a few drops. You get a Malik Heath who can't, who hasn't been able to like get a catch in this game at least. And you just know when Christian Watson is fully healthy, when Aaron Jones is back, like those guys are just not going to be on the field as much. And so you like to think that like you're replacing that non-production um, with higher production from their starting players. So I think there's a lot to look forward to in this offense. Um, but it is, I mean, Jordan, it stands out to me and it, it stood out a lot. I don't know how people felt watching it um, on the broadcast, but certainly live. He keeps going back to those guys. You know, this is not like, okay, Samori Touri, you messed up. I'm done throwing to you, right? Even the the final game-winning touchdown to Romeo Dobbs, that was a back shoulder fade that Love had not hit on all game. He'd been trying to get to the back pile on all game, and he kept testing it and kept testing it and kept testing it. And even to Romeo Dobbs, who hadn't come down with it yet, and then finally, you know, they hit on it, and they end up winning the game. So it's really fun to see a quarterback who's kind of like, all right, I trust you all. We're going to run this, and we're going to hit it eventually. Um because maybe next time now he knows exactly where to put the ball. The receivers know exactly where to be and what the timing is when it worked. So that was fun to see as well. But it was it was definitely incredibly frustrating. I think, you know, Jaden Reed pretty much dropped a touchdown um, through his hands uh, in the in the end zone that we were in. So you, you want to see those things cleaned up for sure. Um, but he spread the ball around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, he, he really is, and everybody's getting involved. And I think you kind of have to when you're without Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. So really curious to see what the offense kind of continues to evolve into. Really fun, of course, like you mentioned already, to see Keyshawn Nixon get in there on offense. Um, we know what Malifleur is, right? And we know he loves to to put creative things on tape. So I'm sure there's a lot that we saw in week two that he'll come back to in week five, some things he did in week three. You know, he's he's giving us different looks. And when he has his full arsenal at his disposal – I'm I'm curious to see what happens there and really interested to see what the wide receiver or excuse me, what the running back rotation looks like because Patrick Taylor has already been um, elevated three times from the practice squad. Yeah. So, you know, is there a conversation about adding him to the active roster? You know, do you kind of shuffle some things around because not on the ground, he didn't, I think he had two attempts on the ground, but he had a couple, you know, nice catches that I think sparked some things on offense. So somebody's got to start making some plays in the running back room. And we know Aaron Jones obviously will be doing that when he returns, but you also can't have him shouldering the entire load of the running back room because as we've seen, if he's out a game or two, the running back, you know, it's, there's no production there and you can't run yeah. an NFL offense with zero production from your running backs. No, you can't. And you also can't expect Jordan Love to drop back to pass 44 times in every single game. Like you did in this game. Right. Um, Patrick Taylor had three catches for 23 yards and I do agree with you. It did feel like his catch and run for the first down was kind of a little bit of like a spark. It was kind of the start to their getting rolling um, and then finishing off the game with that amazing 18 point run. Um, I also think, and we talk about this very often is like, 
you can't put the entire load on Aaron Jones. Like they have always had this running back rotation. Malifleur has always wanted to bring in multiple different kinds of backs who can do different things. And so right now, if you do have Aaron Jones, you're very one dimensional. Now you're an amazing one dimension because Aaron Jones is phenomenal. But at the same time, you know, look at him. He tweaks his hamstring and he's out two games. Like if he's doing a full workload, you have no idea what that's going to do to his body. He's never had to be that back, even though he full, I think is fully capable of being that back. So, so something ha- I'm just kind of reiterating your point here, which is like something has to give. Um, and at what point are you just like, sure, sign Patrick Taylor because, you know, someone we have to um, and we don't want to lose him and he's bringing some juice or, you know, give Emmanuel Wilson a few more rushing attempts. He only had two for six yards. Like someone's going to have to get in there and start making some plays on the ground, especially for a team that, I mean, they're running their play action without a run game, which is very funny, but like <laughs> eventually like you're a team is not going to bite, right? Cause you're not running the ball and you're going to have to start running the ball in order for like the rest of your offense to operate. 